TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome to Overnight America with Ryan Recker on KMOX. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michael'sFlooringOutlet.com. It's that time of night, you can't stay uptight So come and join the people and I'm feeling alright Here on Overnight America Overnight America Oh boy, here we are on Overnight America. Thanks for spending that time with us. We have another hour live. We do four hours a night and then the replay hours, two of them, after midnight, so you can call in if you want at 314-436-7900. The advantages of being live with you a little after 11 o'clock in St. Louis, Missouri. Scott's been holding on. Welcome to Overnight America. Yes, good morning, uh, Mr. Recker. I uh, hope you had a happy Thanksgiving. I did. Uh, I'm happy, happy for you. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't, and millions of other Americans have joined me, and uh in this misery, uh, this COVID-19 uh, may be killing lots of Americans, but I'm going to tell you, uh, Americans' freedoms and the American economy have already been killed. Let's be frank about it. Main Street has been completely obliterated by all the phony shutdowns and quarantines. And uh, furthermore, Big Brother has taken total control of Americans', Americans lives. Uh, if you don't believe me, just look around you. Uh, wearing face diapers controlling our comings and goings. And, you know, the American economy uh, has literally been forced to commit suicide, I would say, over COVID-19, which is really a brilliant excuse uh, by the the globalists uh, and a smokescreen for the 1%, in my opinion, to kill off the remaining 99%. uh, They look upon us as sheep, as, as the masses, as a bunch of dummies. They look down at us, including our elected officials, which, in my opinion, are scum. They've abandoned the American people. Uh, I'd like to also say that this, this new world order uh, is right out of the Saul Alinsky and George uh, Soros playbook. Uh, and this is a manufactured and deliberate uh, uh, conspiracy and nightmare perpetrated uh, by the Rothschild family. I'm Jewish, Mr. Recker, and uh, I, I can tell you that, that, that this is right out of the protocols of the learned elders of Zion, which this illustrates a, uh, a sinister and vast, if you will, Jewish conspiracy to control the world. 
And if you don't believe me, if people say, well, that's a generalization, look around you. Uh, look at Jamie Diamond of J.P. Morgan Chase. Uh, look at Lloyd Blankfein of Goldman Sachs. Uh, look, look at Michael Bloomberg of, uh, of, of, of Bloomberg News. By the way, I don't know if your listeners know this, but uh, I do believe that Donald Trump had the election stolen, and uh, three people stole it from him. Mark Zuckerberg spent $400 million. Michael Bloomberg spent $100 million in Florida. And, of course, let's not just forget George Soros financed Antifa and Black Lives Matter. There's a common denominator amongst these three men. The common denominator is they're, they're all three Jewish communists who have literally bought and paid for Joe Biden's so-called 2020 victory. Uh, but I'd just like to end my, uh, my, my, my comments tonight by saying well, that... Uh, go on. Let me ask this real quick to you, because the... the Again, I, I remember when you call in and, you know, you, you've brought some of this stuff up before. Um, do you believe I, I'm just trying to understand the, the 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 mindset, the logic that led you to the conclusion? But so when it comes to covid and going back to using it as a way to control the population, do you believe covid was introduced because of it was a tool for them to use, or do you believe it was just something they piggybacked on in order to try to get other people under control? Oh no, it's a tool. They thought they thought very hard how to do this, and it's so it was like COVID's intentional, like like it, COVID was unleashed intentionally in order to uh, enslave people. They used the virus. They knew that it was, they, they used the virus. They, is, let me rephrase Rahm Emanuel, what he said. Never waste, a, never waste a crisis, I believe he said. And that's precisely what they did. They saw that there was a, a, a virus floating around, and they said, let's, let's go to town with it. And they did. And they absolutely did. And if you don't believe me, uh, look, look what's going on. Uh, I'd like to just close my, my statement tonight is, is, is that – Look at, look at 1917, the Bolsheviks in, 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 in overthrew the Tsar, Tsar Nicholas II in 1917. People may say, what does that have to do with this? Bolshevism, communism is a Jewish invention, and they overthrew the Tsar in 1917. My point, they want to do the same thing, meaning they, the Jews, want to do the same thing in, in the United States. But this is a combination between international Jewish finance and international mm. Jewish communism. Okay. Thanks, Scott, for calling in. It, it's been a oh boy. It's it has been a couple of months since uh, Scott has called in. This is something I um, we've we've had him on before in the sense that he's called in as a listener. And I remember the first time he called in, and I was just really, I was just surprised to to hear this openly like this. But I was more or less interested in trying to understand the why why come to these conclusions and the way that you're doing it the one thing i don't understand is scott says he's from jewish descent but is anti-semitic i don't understand that but more or less i think that when you hear some of these things brought out in shared some of these ideas and these thoughts these anti-semitic thoughts um I think a lot of people, when they recognize that, realize that uh, it's a uh, it's a little much. So maybe it's probably better for us to to hear that and then try to say, nope, not for me. All right. Maybe it's probably better to learn from examples.
Uh, 314-436-7900 or 800-925-1120. It's Overnight America KMOX. Listening to KMOX has never been easier. Siri, play KMOX. And Overnight America is live for the next couple of hours. I wanted to go back and see if there's any new information that was released from Project Veritas. James O'Keefe, he's been on the show before when he did the one undercover video of Claire McCaskill. And what we're starting to see is that James O'Keefe has, I guess, infiltrated CNN in a way. So he said for the last couple of months, he has been on the CNN conference call, the morning conference call with employees to discuss and talk about how they're going to handle the news. And there's a lot of examples that James O'Keefe apparently has brought up. So uh, CNN tapes is trending on Twitter. Hashtag CNN tapes reveals what they say is the network's bias against President Trump, Tucker Carlson, Lindsey Graham, among others. He has on tape all of these things. What I think is very good for Project Veritas to do is to show just very clearly that when CNN says they're covering news, that they're really not. It's just more commentary that they call news, because if your goal is to try to go out there and say, oh, boy, that Lindsey Graham guy really deserves it. So we're going to give him a hard time or Tucker Carlson. Um, what did he say about Tucker Carlson? Um Oh, the white supremacy hour, Tucker Carlson show. Uh, we need to go out there and expose that Tucker Carlson guy. So they're doing this as a way to try to target and use their name to take down people they don't like. Does that to you sound like news and journalism to you? They're not really using it as a way to report the news. They're using it as a way to target people. This is not good for CNN. Um, let me play for you how this was unveiled. <laughs> this is so great. They haven't really released much in the way of the news clips. They said they're going to continue to release more tomorrow. And CNN's already upset about this. Oh, we're going to we're going to. Oh, this this they could be uh, illegally doing this. Let me um, play for you how James O'Keefe unveiled that he was part of this. So keep in mind, this is part of a conference call with employees trying to figure out how they're going to handle the news of the day. There is James O'Keefe sitting next to a speakerphone listening in. And then next thing you know, he hops in on the call to announce that he's been here all along. You're unmuted. Hey, Jeff Zucker, are you there? Hey, yes. this is James O'Keefe. Uh, we've been listening to your CNN calls for basically two months, uh, recording everything. Um, just wanted to ask you some questions if you have a minute. Um, do you still feel you're the most trusted name in news? Because I have to say, from what I've been hearing on these phone calls, I don't know about that. I mean, we got a lot of recordings that indicate you're not really that uh, independent of a, of a journalist. Okay. Um, thank you for uh, thank you for uh, your comments. Um, so, everybody, in light of that, I think what we'll do is we'll we'll set up a, a, a new system and we'll uh, we'll be back with you. We'll do the rest of the call uh, a little bit later. We're going to okay. release those recordings today at 7 o'clock. So stay tuned. Mm -hmm. It's going to be fun. Thanks, everybody. Have a good day. You too. <laughs> okay, he's got it out. <laughs> so Project Veritas apparently has all this information. And they've started to preview some of the things that they'll do. So let me read some of the quotes that they have previewed that they're going to be releasing. CNN President Jeff Zucker, quote, 
this is a president who knows he's losing, who knows he's in trouble, is sick, maybe is on the after effects of steroids or not. I don't know. But he is acting erratically and desperately, and we need not to normalize that. So there you have them trying to find ways to, in their news, hey, he's acting erratically. I wonder if he's on steroids or drugs, and we cannot make that sound like it's normal. So then they're trying to adapt and mold their news around this sort of uh, tabloid stuff. Oh, man, he's got to be on steroids. Uh, here's uh, they're using it as a way like, uh, you know, the, the, the conspiracy theorists that hate Donald Trump. Oh, he's on Adderall or he's uh, on he's snorting cocaine or whatever the dr drug of choice they decide to use on social media. Um, well, here's another one from Jeff Zucker. You know, this is what we've come to expect in the last three and a half years, four years, but it clearly is a time that we're in the issues that he's dealing with. I think we cannot just let it be normalized. He is all over the place acting erratically, more going into that. Um, let's see, what else did they have here? Oh, um, because here you go, uh, Marcus Mabry, CNN Digital VP of Global Programming on one of the conference calls. Yeah, I was just going to say, if you're going to talk about the story, I think it's unavoidable that you have to talk about the naked racism of Tucker Carlson, because that's really what drove this anti-diversity push. You know, Trump watches Tucker Carlson's show and then reacts and just as sort of the white supremacy hour on Fox News every night. I think it's the you cannot disconnect the two. So here they are as part of their news meeting, scheming on how they're going to try to connect Donald Trump to Fox News. And because that they, uh, for whatever reason, say that Tucker Carlson is doing white supremacy hour, then thus in return, this is where Donald Trump is getting his information. So he must in return be passing along white supremacy information or whatever it is. This is, keep in mind, not what they call commentary. This is what they call news at CNN. This is not going to fare well for them. If I go back to James O'Keefe's uh, Twitter feed, he retweeted or responded to CNN who came out and I wanted to read the CNN quote directly because it's so good. CNN basically said, oh boy, we've turned this over to police and we're, we think you broke the law. FBI is going to get you or whatever. You know, I don't know exactly. I can't remember what he said, but James O'Keefe, it's funny because they say, oh, legal experts, I'm sure they told you that, oh, boy, they're really going to get us now. Uh, when it comes to recording phone calls and things, I don't think he's going to get in trouble for that. What I do, maybe insider information, recording insider information. But then again, he was allowed to go into it if he was able to call into this. And it was like um, an employee public type of deal. Then it's not necessarily a insider trading type of information getting in sort of trading information that way. So I don't know what CNN is trying to say because someone got in on their conference call and was able to listen in. I think the thing that is funny about all of this and the, and the thing that is really the, um, the crazy thing of all of this is that when you're an organization like CNN, you'll go out there and just cite anonymous sources all day. It doesn't matter if they're true or not. It doesn't matter if they actually had an anonymous source. Maybe they were just making some of this stuff up to begin with because they wanted to find something to match their narrative. It could have been something along those lines. So you actually have someone that has physical proof, was able to witness these things from their own mouth, document it, and then report it back as in, here's a news organization. This is someone going undercover in a news organization to put an expose together. And then they actually expose this for what it is from the 
actual people themselves. And forget about having the anonymous source. Here's the original source. And CNN's all up upset about it. Well, I can see why they'd be upset. Why wouldn't CNN? It's so funny, too. Here's another hypocritical thing. CNN is using their news as a way to target Fox News. They're not using it as a way to create, distribute news. You know, the things that you would normally do during the news hours, something that they're they're not separating the news from their commentary by any means when they start saying things like this in their conference calls and their news editorial meetings. But now um, they're going to have to go out there and, and they're going to have to defend the idea that they're mixing their commentary with their news and that there, there's no real clear way to dis, uh, to uh, disseminate the two because the two are so intertwined. It's the two of them going at it together. It's really a dangerous and bad thing for CNN. But then again, does anyone watching CNN really care? Do they notice these things? Do, do they care about the integrity of it all? Does CNN, will they even get hurt by this because people are just so in line with the things that they're bringing them, calling uh, the news commentary? Will it even matter? Let's see. The comments made on CNN calls about Trump, the CNN president, Jeff Zucker, um, field producers. They got all kinds of quotes that they're posting here. I tried to pull as much as this as I could before the show started, mostly because I wanted to have some more audio to play for you. But they only posted one clip so far and I don't have anything else. Nothing else seemed uh, relevant. So maybe in the next couple of days, they'll produce more. But if anything, I think Tucker Carlson is going to have a field day with this. I see some of the other news agencies and some of the websites, the blogs, things like that reporting on it. James O'Keefe said it's important we hold accountable the mainstream media. The media has to be held accountable. They are hurting the American people with their lies, their innuendo, their slander, defamation. Uh, And Mr. Zucker is shaking in his boots right now. I think they're very afraid of what might be coming. If anything... I don't know how this is going to change. Are they, are they going to have to go to some of these back alley anonymous apps to try to you know, control more or less who's going to be on these calls anymore? Isn't it amazing as a news organization like CNN, who, I mean, allegedly deals with anonymous sources and they try to keep those sources anonymous, that they go through great lengths to communicate with these people in a secure manner. But when it comes to their own things, nope, not secure at all. It's just a phone number call in and you can listen in. Almost like it's a, like a, you know, if you own stock, you can listen to some of their quarterly meetings or whatever and listen in on some of their earnings uh, reports. But it's almost like that. It was like so easy to dial in that James O'Keefe probably didn't even have to dig around all that much to do it. So good for Project Veritas. I'm glad they were able to do that. It's interesting. In fact, I'm going to really, really enjoy what they're going to be putting out here in very short matter. All right. uh, Coming up, there's a few other things I wanted to get to. China says they've had successfully landed on the moon, a spacecraft. Well, good for them. You know, they can't they can't accurately report covid numbers and they can try to cover it up. And then the World Health Organization will help them do that. You know, they can do all those things. But hey, you know what? Um, We're going to believe them that they (laughs) landed on the moon. I'm sure they did. I mean, they've been working on this technologically advanced uh, stuff. And keep in mind, something we've done many of times in a long time ago. You know, okay, China's on the moon. What are they going to do? They're going to collect samples. So we'll talk about that. And their suppression of COVID has been in the news as of late too. And there's another story out of Sweden. Now that we're talking about stories outside of the United States, a mom is suspected of locking her son up for, I don't even want to say how many years. It's absolutely terrifying and terrible story. I don't know how it's even possible, but we're going to get to that too. 
And there's a new smartwatch that can help you with nightmares if that's something you have. And apparently a lot of Americans are in desperate need of cheering up after a difficult 2020. There's a new survey on that, all of which we're going to try to get to this hour on Overnight America KMOX. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. News Radio 1120 KMOX. The voice of the Cardinals. Welcome back to Overnight America. Wanted to try to get a couple of more clips out there and things that we were talking about. Um, I wanted to look at what China has said they have done. Apparently, they said they have landed a craft onto the moon, and CBS is actually reporting that one. China says spacecraft successfully lands on moon historic sample collection. If I remember correctly, I think there was a spacecraft that they tried to put on the moon from India, and it crashed, landed onto that. But it was holding some cargo. They believe the cargo survived, but the craft itself did not survive. So it says a Chinese robot probe landed on the moon Tuesday, touching down on a broad plane known as the Ocean of Storms. What a great name, isn't it? The Ocean of Storms. In a bold attempt to scoop up rocks and soil and return them to Earth. First launch of a lunar sample collection in nearly 45 years. I try to pay attention to some space news. Things that are fascinating about NASA. We spent all of those different Apollo missions to the moon. We had man walk on the moon, collect samples, bring them back. You know what NASA did with those things? They kept them locked away. Why? Because the scientist of NASA said, our technology is going to be better in the future for us to analyze these things. So we're not going to contaminate them by opening them up. We're going to save some of these samples for later. And wouldn't you know our technology got better? They finally started opening up and looking at these rocks from the moon. Now, there's only some of these samples. Uh, there's different places that have moon rocks where you can actually go and touch these things. Like uh, when I uh, was living in Ohio, there's a city called Wapakoneta, nice little town. It is the birthplace of Neil Armstrong, the first man to walk on the moon. So they built a uh, a museum there, the Neil Armstrong Museum. Inside of it is a sample of a moon rock. You can actually put your finger in this little hole and touch the moon rock. It's actually pretty cool. It tastes. It feels just like a rock, right? I don't want to say almost a taste, but it feels just like a rock would feel. As far as I know, it's an actual moon rock. They have a high protection it's not like there's a bunch of lasers around it like you see in the spy movies but you know it's, it's pretty much behind bulletproof glass with a little hole just enough to stick your finger in there to feel it i don't think you can actually take away from anything but i wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't there they had all kinds of stuff there they have some of the lunar 
landers and they have all it's cool because over at the science center here in St. Louis, you can go in to the space section side, the planetarium side and see some of these things, get into it, feel it, really do that. They have the same sort of thing over in Wapakoneta, a small, small community, but it's all based on Neil Armstrong. That guy was so cool. That Neil Armstrong, dude, I learned one thing, and this is a great bit of trivia. He had the uh, pilot's license, like he was flying a pilot before he learned how to drive a car. And when he was going to school, I don't know if he was a teenager or not, maybe high school. He actually would fly his plane to high school. <laughs> and this is until I got his driver's license. Isn't that cool? Kind of a wild guy, too, man. He could have he could have died many different ways training and getting ready for this. But what a great explorer. All right. So going back to this China <laughs> robot, the Chinese robot probe landed on the moon on Tuesday, which I guess wasn't that long ago. I guess Tuesday, their time. Uh, touching down in the broad plane known as the Ocean of Storms. And they'll collect some things, send it back. This is kind of cool. I know there's a lot of people that are still trying to find ways to privatize getting uh, rovers on the moon. I know that Virgin Galactic, which is um, Virgin Mobile, Virgin Airlines, things like that, it's the Richard Branson outfit, has said he was going to outfit the moon with satellites so it's easier to get information from the moon and back. So think about going on some of these areas that might not have a direct line of sight to the to the uh, world. Um, put a satellite in there and try to connect them all in order to try to make it so you can get to some of these outlining areas that may be in outside of direct communication and send information back. That's really going to come in handy when it comes to exploration of the moon. And there's a lot of things to explore on the moon. Some people believe that if you were to get a rover in some of these different caverns and caves of the moon, that you might discover some pretty amazing things, things that we never would have expected of what's up there. And who knows what's up there? We do know that there's liquid water on the moon, or at least frozen water, to say the least. We know that exists up there, too. I should say frozen water, not liquid. If you go to some of the uh, poles of the moon, and this has happened before, scientists are crazy, man. They'll take a billion-dollar satellite or whatever it takes to get up there. And when they're of no use, they'll say, okay, we're just going to crash land it and see what happens. They've done that with Jupiter, where satellites have just said, okay, uh, there's no use to this. It's going to run out of energy. We might as well just head, put it in a direct course to the planet, and then we'll measure as much as we can. And sometimes satellites will actually get closest to a planet they've ever gotten. They'll send readings back up until the signal dies. And then they're able to learn maybe just a little bit of just how ferocious some of these planets could be. The uh, Jupiters of the world, places like that. You know, they they sent a satellite over to the, uh, to our sun. And it's the closest anyone's ever gotten to. And it's amazing the things that they're sending back. They, they learn new things doing this. So there was one satellite that was orbiting the moon, ran out of course, and they said, okay, we're just going to crash land it or part of this satellite. And if I'm mistaken this, I'm sorry. If you're a big space nerd and you know more about this than I do, you can call in. But, but there was a, a portion of it that they decided to purposely crash land into the moon. And what they would do is measure the debris that would fly into space after that. And as they were measuring this, they realized, wait a minute, um, we're picking up what would be water, the elements that would mean there's frozen water on the moon's surface. Now, are they going to be able to get to it? Maybe. Remember, it takes a lot of money to find yourself even sending something to it successfully to the moon because you could spend a billion dollars and thing crashes and it's useless after that. We've had all kinds of different failed ventures, you know, to the moon or Mars or things like that. 
But the part that really excites people about this liquid on the moon is that you could use it as a resource. So think about what we've done in order to try to make it easier to get into space. We've got reusable rockets and you have the whole SpaceX deal that has found ways to cut the cost down. And they're doing all kinds of great ways to further our own uh, space advancement. Now, what the next step would be is to try to build something on the moon. Is it going to be a base on the moon? What is it going to be? And when you think about all the resources that you have to send up because, you know, you're going to be parked up there for a while. Um, it would be a lot easier to not have to allocate some of those sources for liquid water if it, you can just uh, draw it from up there. And if that's the case, then it makes your life a lot easier to try to set up a base and the likelihood of being able to survive up there. And if you're going to use the moon as a launching pad to go to Mars, that's even a bigger uh, option. There was that one movie that came out last year, the Brad Pitt movie. And I don't remember, but essentially there was a base on the moon that they used for that very same purpose to get to the base on Mars. And it makes you wonder because there's always these plans and they talk about it. Sometimes the movies like to use the best scientific discretion they could do. Oh, Ad Astra. That's the name of the movie. Yeah. I dragged my wife to go see that because I thought, oh, it's a space movie. It seems pretty cool. My wife said it was the most boring movie she's ever seen in her life. I thought it was all right. I liked it myself. I don't think I'd see it again, but I liked it. She thought it was boring. But they try to be realistic in some of these ways and they, you know, use the moon as kind of like, Hey, rich people can go up there and use it as a, like a vacation. Instead of going to Disney world, you're going to the moon and they fly up there. They do their thing. There's other bases. There's moon pirates and things like that, that found their way, you know, just trying to steal from the different governments that are up there. Isn't that crazy moon pirates, but eventually he makes his way to Mars and there's another base on Mars and it's uh, you know, very difficult to live there. But if when they're under the surface, it makes it a lot easier. I don't know. It's the theory of it is actually true. That's the type of things they're trying to do. Now, I don't exactly know if this is just more or less to see if China could do it as in why not not put a person on the moon? Why not try to send a rover up there? Why not at least try to show we can hang with the big boys over in the United States? I don't know. It could be one of those deals. I don't exactly know what China will accomplish by pulling moon rocks back for them to examine other than just to see if they can do it. If this is one of their baby steps to see if there uh, is possible for them to do it says in the sample collection and return to earth successful, China will become only the third nation after the United States and the former Soviet union to bring moon rocks back to earth. First Russia's robot Luna 24 mission in 1976. See, so you learned something new. I didn't realize that Russia sent a rover or a robot to the moon, collected a sample and successfully brought it back to our planet. I didn't realize that. You know, there's all kinds of great space stories. You know, the great space race and the Apollo missions and things. I don't know if you can see some of these videos. I watched a documentary on this once. But at the same time when the United States was actually on the surface of the moon, we had our astronauts there. There's what looks like a satellite that flies by the moon. And as it turns out, that was a Soviet satellite that they were trying to figure out if they can land this thing on the moon at the same time you can actually see the competition fly by as they unsuccessfully got themselves to the moon at that point and they also question i've seen these documentaries how many russian astronauts died during that time they don't really know there there could be a lot of failed missions that russia tried to put up in space to try to get there before us and they just didn't fully document this sort of thing which is kind of crazy and sad and scary that who knows what was up there um, China will become only the, yeah, the third nation there. You can find the story on CBS news, but I like things like this. I hope they're taking pictures. I hope that maybe we can 
learn something from it. It's nice that there is some competition in the space race. I don't know how much competition there'll be. I feel like a private entity like SpaceX will do so much more in that realm than uh, China is doing right now just by sending someone up to space, but it's still a great accomplishment. I know that there are private entities and people that are still trying to find ways to send stuff to the moon independently. I think Google said they'd have a million dollar prize if someone can send a rover to the Mars and bring back a live video. I don't think that was ever accomplished, but they tried to put that out there. Very difficult to send anything into space. Here's another story from the Associated Press out of Sweden. Police in Stockholm are investigating a woman in her 70s after she suspectedly uh, locked up her son for 28 years inside of a Swedish apartment. Apparently, a family member came over and saw this man and called the police immediately. The 41-year-old son um, was locked up. I mean, oh, so terrible condition. They said they couldn't go into detail the extent of the injuries. But the mom in her 70s denied wrongdoing, adding that her son was admitted to a hospital for treatment in the physical injuries he had when he was found were already there. (laughs) So how is that possible? Locking it up 28 years, the man's apparent captivity for 28 years, starting at the age of 13. How is that possible? I know that you can suppress someone, but you'd think that after a certain time, you'd be able to overpower it. I mean, I'd like to know more about this. I don't know if there's like a lineup of scientists that just want to do experiments on this guy immediately to try to see the psychology of it, examine his brain about, you know, what's going on in all of this. But man, is it, isn't that something you hear these stories about kids getting locked up and found years later. You had that one story out of Ohio. You had the one story about the parents and the kids in California. It happens. I just can't imagine 28 years worth of it happening. How is that even possible? All right, one more segment coming up left on Overnight America KMOX. This is Overnight America, sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michael'sFlooringOutlet.com on KMOX. Welcome back. Overnight America for a couple more minutes. I had some other clips that I didn't get a chance to play. Uh, Maybe some other day. It seems to always be the case with Overnight America. I, I have these different things that I want to get to. I don't always get to them, but it's just how it goes. You know what I would appreciate? If you could download the podcast, Overnight America, just do a search for the show wherever you can get podcasts on your smartphone, on your computer, whatever it is. You can search Overnight America podcast, find it, things like that. Uh, Download them and tell a friend if you like the show, maybe there's something you heard one of the hours. Hey, take a listen to this. You can always use that as an opportunity to share one of the interviews, like in our replay hours. You'll get a couple of those, including the first hour um, where we talked to the person that ran for circuit attorney here in St. Louis up against Kim Gardner. Ultimately, Kim Gardner was reelected in the circuit attorney's office. But Daniel Zadrowski joins us to talk about the new news on Kim Gardner being denied an appeal. Pretty flimsy, the uh, legal grounds to try to get that appeal. So it may look like they're grabbing at straws and the last ditch effort to try to I don't know, tread some more water and push back this investigation against her and the special prosecuting. Uh, so we'll we'll talk to Daniel about that in the replay midnight hour. And then from the one to two o'clock hour, Dr. Michael Bussler is a public policy analyst, a professor of finance at Stockton University. We'll talk about what's driving the markets right now. Janet Yellen coming back, what that could mean for the markets. I even asked him about the 
problem we may be running into with evictions and the housing. Is that is that going to hurt markets maybe towards the end of the year? And what can we expect with the Biden administration? Good things from him. We'll talk to uh, Dr. Bussler about that. Good things from Dr. Bussler, I should say. Uh, you know, and actually, he's pretty optimistic about what could be happening here. It just depends on some of these policies that may or may not be taken away from President Trump's administration. And we also talked to the chairman of the National Council on Disability, Neil Romano, and he talks about the unemployment rate among the disabled community. I think it's a good thing to if we talk about these things, because when we have so many people losing their jobs, many of which were people uh, in the disabled community, what happens when they don't get that job back? Right. What happens when people start rehiring and maybe someone with a disability is at a disadvantage because of that? Well, we talked to him about that unemployment rate, what he hopes happens. So lots to uh, get to in the replay hours. I saw this was kind of interesting from Wired. I don't have a smartwatch. I don't like wearing jewelry. In fact, when we were going wedding ring shopping, I told my wife, can I just get away with not wearing a ring? I just don't like wearing any jewelry whatsoever. I always find myself using my ring and I'll fidget with it. I'll spin it on my finger. I'll do different things. I'll pinch it. All kinds of things I'll do. And I, it's almost like a, what do they call it? A fidget something. There's like a device that people use just to play with it for the sake of playing with it. There's not really any task associated with it. Um, so I, I do that with my wedding ring, but I don't wear any other jewelry. I don't like wearing watches. I don't wear, uh, you know, I don't wear anything. Nothing else, nothing around my neck, nothing. But I see these different uses for these smartwatches. And Apple Watch is one of the more popular ones. Apparently it has a new way that the device could be used to disrupt PTSD-related nightmares. It could detect these things if you're wearing it at night. It could detect if you are experiencing a nightmare that's been triggered by PTSD. And then it could move you along or wake you up to get you out of it. Isn't that interesting? It's amazing sometimes that devices like this can actually be used in a very positive way other than just stealing all of your information. Um, it said, updated version is still in the development stage. Apparently, they launched a Kickstarter campaign. They raised a bunch of money at start, and it looks like it's moving forward in development so they can start getting this stuff out on these watches. Good for them, and, and it's a worthy thing. The PTSD type of nightmares... I wonder if people would buy the watch specifically just to wear it at night. They wouldn't wear it during the day. They would put it on at night. You know, some people have that CPAP or whatever where they put the mask on to help them breathe at night. Um, some people do that. Other people have weighted blankets to help them prepare, get ready at night. Some people put the masks on still, don't they? They put the sleeping mask on that can help them go and do their thing. Everyone's got their own different thing that they have that that helps them sleep at night. Could this just be one extra normal thing if you're someone that fights these dreams? And I know there's probably people listening right now that have these PTSD dreams and you may be in bed with your spouse or whatever and you wake up and screaming or something like that. And, you know, it's just something that you wish there was something you could do about it. Maybe this could be the answer. Good for them. Full support for something like this. Now, I don't know how much how much do these watches cost, these uh, Apple watches? They're pretty pricey, aren't they? But if you're having these dreams, it's probably worth the investment. I wonder if you can actually get insurance to pay for it if, that, if that's the case. You can get your insurance provider because it's something that could be prescribed by a doctor or whatever. One other quick news story I saw out there. Four and five Americans are desperate to be cheered up after a difficult 2020. 75% of those surveyed of the 2,000 
said that there's a constant stream of bad news that have taken a toll on them. Constant stream of bad news. So eight out of 10 Americans are desperate to hear some positive news before the year ends. How is that going to happen when all we have is negative news that surrounds us? We've so much found ourselves in a negative news world that all we do is bring in negative news. One of the best things you can do is just turn it off. You find that the the um, the real world doesn't match up with the things that are presented to you on the Internet. If you were to go on a social media platform, a Facebook or a Twitter or a Google or whatever, in any place you would go to and interact with other people, you realize very quickly that it's different than the conversations you have with people in real life. If you were actual friends with these people and sit down and talk to them, it would be a lot different. The tone would be different. The things that were said are different. Everything's different. And it takes a lot less toll on you. However, when people are behind a keyboard, like Brett Favre said, what, uh, of a hundred people, you might get one that says something nice when it comes to comments, but the ones that say nice things don't talk about those online. It's only the ones that want to be negative. They got a grievance. They're upset about something. They want, oh, I'm so angry. I need other people to know how angry I am. Well, that goes out there and that gives the wrong impression because it's not the full picture, but it does play a negative toll. The best thing you can do is try to zone it out, block it out, ignore those type of uh, comments that are out there. So what could be done? Here's some common pick-me-ups, they say, according to this uh, study that was put out there, uh, conducted one poll. They said cheering up themselves, their recipe is to put on their favorite movie, 46% said that. Some said favorite snack, 43% there. 43% found they go for a walk. Four in 10 will call a friend, and 38% snuggle up with their pet. Oh, good old pet snuggling. I bet you your pet likes it too. Your pet needs a pick me up. And that's the way you do it. Some say they sing in the shower. Some say that they also like to donate to charities. They try to find different ways to help other people. That's kind of like their way of doing things. Well, that about does it for us here on Overnight America. The replay hours are coming up next. Uh, Enjoy those two. We'll be back again tomorrow night at 8 o'clock. Go and like the Ryan Wrecker Radio Facebook page. It's a way to keep in touch. I put videos up there, and we, we talk that way, too. Hopefully, we uh, connect on there. But if not, we'll see you tomorrow night. Have a great one. Bye. My heart beats with the lonely rain Wishing I could see your face again
is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device. Credit service ported. 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier. And timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.